morning. The scripture reading this morning is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to do something which I'll probably never ask you to do in church. Pull out your phones, <laughs> open up your browser, or whatever you use to do a Google search. Hopefully this won't crash the live stream. And type in the words, how to. Type in the words, how to. And then tell us one of the first suggestions that comes up. What is your... F how to tell what you've been bitten by. That's handy. Anyone else? How to perform 10 life hacks. Okay. How to grow and care for forget-me-nots. How That doesn't come up on my phone. I'm sure it does on some people's, though. That is an all-important topic. I have how to make slime and how to lose weight fast. I'm not sure why that's on mine, but... <laughs> all of us, many of us, I should say, we have that experience of needing the answer to a question, needing help with something, and so we, we ask Google. We go and tap into the collective knowledge of the internet. And um, we live at a time when we have more information than ever. We have more access to, to data and information and suggestions and opinions. Um, that's fine if we want to check the weather forecast or learn how to grow forget-me-nots or how to connect our phone to our TV. Um, but there are things in life that we can't turn to Google or to, you know, answers that others have for. There are many things in life that we need wisdom for, and that is a lot harder to come by. That is a lot harder to come by. Call to mind in your life, if you would, the one or two things that makes you feel overwhelmed or confused or the thing that feels unmanageable to you. Maybe it's a money problem. Maybe it's a relationship problem. It could be feeling like you're at the end of your rope as a parent. It could be dealing with a difficult person 
or a wayward child or a difficult boss. Maybe it's dealing with a sin or an addiction that you can't seem to get out from under that is crushing you. Maybe it's something less dramatic and still important like needing peace of mind or contentment in life. These are the kinds of things for which we need wisdom. Wisdom, not just answers or hacks or knowledge, but wisdom. And did you know that in the Bible there's an entire section called wisdom literature? God cares about our lives and wants to give us wisdom for the hard things that we face. The books of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and Job are called the wisdom books of the Bible. And today we're beginning a series in one of those books, the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a master class in life. It teaches us how to live wisely. And if we apply ourselves to its instruction, we will become wiser people. People who make good judgments and have healthy relationships. People who um, are fulfilled rather than destroyed by our sexuality. People who know how to use our words for healing and not for hurting. People who handle money without becoming ensnared by it. And, and so many more things for which we need wisdom in life. Proverbs is a master class, a master class in life. And the good news is that God offers this to anyone who will take this class. It's right here in his word. Anyone can become wise. Anyone can learn how to live well. Old or young, intelligent or not, educated or uneducated, anyone can learn this. So consider today the first day of class I know that school just got out last week, but we're going back to school in the book of Proverbs, the master class in life. And as we get started, there are three things from this passage that we must do. I want you to meet your teacher, read the curriculum, and check your attitude. Okay, three things. Read the, uh, meet your teacher, read the curriculum, and check your attitude. So let's get started. Open your Bibles, if you have not already, to the book of Proverbs. It's very easy to find. It's right in the middle of the Bible, just after the book of Psalms. We're in chapter 1. And let's meet the instructor for this master class. Verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. King Solomon, many of you know, was the son of King David, the last king of the united monarchy in Israel. And he was known as the wisest person in the world. Many of you know the story of when he ascended, right before he ascended to the throne, he asked God for wisdom. God actually told him to ask for anything he wanted and it would be given to him. And he said, Lord, I need wisdom to be a king and God answered that prayer in spades he had more wisdom and knowledge and understanding than anyone else in the ancient world 
heads of state would come to test him with their questions and and marvel at his wisdom. He was a Renaissance man of the ancient world who studied botany and music and poetry and and uh, created things. He was an architect and a poet and a and a um, uh, a writer. And he amassed and collected wisdom from other cultures. He had a whole school of wisdom in Israel in which his, his students and, and wise men would, would sift through the wisdom of, of Israel and of other nations around them and collect and, and purify all of that and distill it into what is now the book of Proverbs. Um, now, Solomon didn't write everything in this book, but it's an anthology of all of the wisdom that his wisdom school came up with. All of the best time-tested, Holy Spirit-inspired wisdom in the world. There's a reason that the New Testament authors quoted this book 60 times in the New Testament. Because it's full of wisdom. And there's a reason it's always been recognized by the church as part of the Holy Scriptures, inspired by God. The Holy Spirit still speaks through the book of Proverbs today. So this is coming to learn from the Master, from the wisest person in the world. Have you ever learned under a Master at their craft? Maybe plumbing or quilting or baking or engineering? You've gotten a chance to study how they do what they do, to learn from them. The book of Proverbs is God's invitation to us to learn from the Master. And Solomon's teaching method is what is called a proverb. Proverb, um, the word proverb means a short, witty saying that often expresses a truth in a memorable and concise way. We, we have Proverbs in English, don't we? Make hay while the sun shines. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. My personal favorite, one man's trash is another man's treasure. A lot of the furniture in our house attests to that. Um, why do we all know these sayings? Because they are time-tested, experience-tested, common-sense truths expressed memorably. And that's what the book of Proverbs is, but better, because these are Holy Spirit-inspired, time-tested truths. For all the complexities of life. So not only is Solomon our instructor, but the Holy Spirit, God himself, is offering us his wisdom through these pages. We all, we all need to take this class. Let's turn now to the middle section, verses 2 through 6, and read the curriculum, so to speak. Verse 2 says, and so this is the purpose of the book, for gaining wisdom and instruction for understanding words of insight. Let's pause there. Look at that word wisdom. That's a word you should underline in your Bible. 
wisdom in the Bible is not just knowledge or answers, but it's a skill. The same word, wisdom, is used of artists and craftsmen who create beautiful things. It's used of ships' crews navigating safely through a storm. It's used of kings making just policies. In all of those things, wisdom is at play. It's an applied skill. And in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is the skill of living well. The skill of making good choices. The skill of honoring God in all you do. Wisdom lets you make something beautiful with your life. Don't you all want that? But it doesn't come easy. That word instruction, for gaining wisdom and instruction, or discipline, as it's often translated, refers to something demanding, like a coach getting up in your face and drilling you and, and, and making you, uh, putting you through your paces. <clears throat> the course isn't easy. Many people drop out. But it's offered to us here. Verse 3 for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. Did you notice that this is talking about what we do, how we live, how we behave, not just what we know? Proverbs, more than any other book of the Bible, teaches us how to live in the real world. As one commentator says, it doesn't take us to church. It takes us into the real world. <clears throat> Verses 4 through 5. Who is this offered to? Who can have this wisdom? For giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. Proverbs offers wisdom to people who are simple, which means gullible or easily misled. I'm sure none of us are in that category, right? Why is it that fake news travels like wildfire before the truth can even, as Mark Twain said, put on its shoes? Because people are easily misled. Why do we struggle with some sins over and over? Because we are misled into believing they will fulfill us. We are gullible. We are easily misled. Now don't let this word prudence turn you off, giving prudence to the simple. Another translation would be cleverness or clear-headed thinking. This is the ability to act quickly and decisively in a situation like David killing Goliath. That's the same word when he used prudence. It's the ability to find the right words at the right time in a difficult situation. But this course is also for those who are already wise. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. So this is for everyone. You may be simple, you may be wise, you may be young or old, you may have graduated from the school of hard knocks or from an elite college, but this is wisdom 
that we all need. So really quickly, let me give you an outline of this book, of this curriculum. Chapters 1 through 9 form an extended introduction, a prologue, about the need for wisdom. It's, a, it's written as a father speaking to his son about the need for wisdom. We'll spend about four weeks covering all of that. Not all of it, but sections of it. And then in chapters 10 through 31, we find the collected sayings of Solomon and other wise people. These aren't arranged by topic, so sometimes it can seem like kind of a jumble. Um, But they cover all parts of life, money and work, sex and marriage, family and friendship, food, the emotions, anger, words, suffering, decision-making, and many other things. We'll spend about six or seven weeks covering different topics in that. And then finally, it ends in chapter 31 with a poem called The Woman of Noble Character, in which this woman is personified, this person who fulfills, who does all of the wisdom in this book. So here's what I want to point out and underscore. Wisdom is not about the knowledge you have. It's about what you do with the knowledge you have. It's about who you are becoming. This is not a how-to book, as one scholar said. It's a how-to-be book. Who are you becoming? Often we ask for wisdom from God when we need a particular question answered, like, should I make an offer on this house or not? Should I take this treatment for my cancer or this treatment? Um, Where should I send my child to school? Right? And we do need wisdom for those kinds of decisions. However, Proverbs is not a reference book for our questions. God is not simply doling out wisdom, but he's taking simple people like us and turning us into wise people. Turning us into the kinds of people who instinctively choose what is good and what is right and what is just and what is true. Don't you want to become that way? I know I do. And so since that is the case, Proverbs doesn't do most of its teaching while we're at the desk or in the pew. It takes us to our office, to our living room, to our, our school, to the store, the market. And that is where wisdom must be lived out and applied. And here's the encouraging thing for you. If you're a Christian, you have a teacher who is even wiser than Solomon and who is always at your side. Jesus Christ is the wisest person who has ever lived. No one outthought him or outsmarted him or, or outwised him. He, uh, when Jesus taught in his hometown synagogue, people asked, where did Jesus get such wisdom? Right? When he was talking to a crowd of skeptical Pharisees, he said, 
there is one greater than Solomon here, referring to himself. And in fact, the Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus is wisdom incarnate. Colossians 2.3 says, In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so growing in wisdom is the same as growing as a disciple of Jesus. They're not two different things. So I encourage you through this series to fully integrate what you're learning from Proverbs with your walk with Christ. And that means you'll have to talk about it with other people, with your spouse or with a friend or with your small group. Talk about how you are putting this stuff into practice as you follow Jesus. That is how we learn wisdom. So that's the curriculum. But the most important thing comes at the end. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Here it is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hmm. This is the most important verse in the book of Proverbs. The most important concept. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In chapter 9 it says the beginning of wisdom. Same thing. And this word fear doesn't mean terror. It doesn't mean we're, we're, we're terrified of God. It means living in holy reverence and respect and awe of the God who is at the center of the universe, not, not us, right? It's an attitude of complete openness to what God would want to teach you. Right? Saying, God, bend my life around your truth, around your will. And this is the beginning of wisdom, but it's never something we move on from. It's like what the ABCs are to reading, what 2 plus 2 is to calculus. You will always be, this is like the foundation of growing in wisdom, is having a right relationship with the Lord. And that can only come through Jesus Christ. Right? And so the fear of the Lord means that God is like the magnetic north to the compass of your life. Sometimes we get turned around. Sometimes there is a way that seems right to us. It says, but in the end it leads to death. Proverbs chapter 14, I believe. Sometimes conventional wisdom is not true. But God is always right and always true. And so if he is the true north to your compass, you will grow in wisdom. The contrast to that is to be a fool. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. In English, we think of a fool as someone who's kind of silly or clowning around, but not so in Proverbs. In Proverbs, the fool is someone who deliberately chooses his own crooked path instead of God's way because he refuses, he, he does not admit his need for correction. The fool hates being corrected. He 
he hates submitting himself to God's training. And the fool has many names in the book of Proverbs. The mocker, the scoffer, the sluggard, the wicked, the brawler. All people who choose their way over God's way. The Greek philosopher Epictetus said, It's impossible to teach a man what he thinks he already knows. So let that be a warning to us. If you think, I'm doing fine, I got life pretty well figured out except for a, small, a few small wrinkles, you will not grow in wisdom. That, to feel that way is to despise wisdom and instruction. But if you say, Lord, I know nothing. I need you to teach me how to live. I need you to give me a soft heart to receive your instruction. I need you to to show me right from wrong. Then you will grow in wisdom. And the Bible is very clear. Proverbs is very clear that these two paths, wisdom and foolishness, are the only two paths that exist. You will either be growing in wisdom and becoming uh, a person who is whose life is beautiful, or you will be headed toward death. That's the way of the fool leads to death. It's not just extra tips for a better marriage or um, better business sense. Proverbs is the path of life. So check your attitude today. Are you teachable? Do you come at this with the fear of the Lord? Or is there part of you that says, Lord, I don't need your help. When I was a kid, I loved visiting my cousins, Philip and Adam, uh, who lived in southern Vermont. They lived on a farm with their parents where their dad was a hand, a hired hand at the farm. And we had so much fun being boys together, adventuring and building things and destroying things and playing in the woods One thing, though, that I didn't really like about being at Philip and Adam's house was early morning family devotions. Uh, We would get up super early and gather in the living room with our Bibles open. And if I'm remembering correctly, we would kneel on the floor and we would pray and then we would read the book of Proverbs. One verse at a time going around the circle. I didn't understand a lot of what I was reading at the time. But here's what I do remember from that experience. I remembered in that half-awake, early morning prayer time and reading time that there was wisdom that we needed. That God had wisdom for us to learn and we needed to submit ourselves to it. That made an impact on me. And maybe it helped to soften my hard, stubborn heart, foolish heart, and helped turn me to the Lord. So my prayer for this wisdom series in Proverbs is that we would come on our knees, so to speak, seeking the wisdom God has for us. We need it so badly. We need it so badly. The world is a confusing place. Our hearts are deceptive.
So come with the fear of the Lord to learn from his wisdom. Let me close with a short quote from Ray Ortland. The book of Proverbs is practical help from God for weak people like us stumbling through daily life. It is his counsel for the perplexed, his strength for the defeated, his warning to the proud, his mercy for the broken. The book of Proverbs is the gospel, good news for the inept through the wisdom of another. We have every reason to receive it with a whole heart. Let's pray.